Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Jonathan, how's it going? I'm a little under the weather, Amy. Yeah, I can tell. It sounds that way. Yeah, it's not the best, but we're going to make it through. Hey, uh, Patrick Watts has been usurped as bestest friend of the pod, by the way. I know, I know. We had... uh, we we got a little we got a little gift this week, yep. and I was very excited, very yes. very excited. I was sending pictures and things like that. Yep, John Sansom of Abilene Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia, sent us yep masters mugs. Oh, and I love mine. And I saw the picture of yours, and mine is better than yours. I love mine too. He he got them for our personalities. Yeah, he did. Cause my, I mean, mine fits mine. I should, I should, and I should reply to yours. You had a picture that you put on Twitter and I'll reply with the picture of mine. Yeah. Um, mine's classic. I was pumped. Yours is a little, uh, little yes. more vibrant. Yes, it is. It's kind of, t- it takes in a different direction, but it's still got the logo there and everything. I used it. I was in, we were out in the RV and I used it every day. You, you send us something, we'll put it to good use. So mine's yes. at the office, and I'm I'm not at the office today, so I can't be drinking out of mine today. So, John Sansom, thank you so much for that. Really cool. And uh, the Masters was it was not closely contested Masters by any means. Uh, you know, kind of Scotty Scheffler ran away with that last weekend, but it was great to see Tiger back on that Thursday. That that first round, that round one of Tiger, it was just kind of wild to see him back doing what he did, and um and then you know to see uh, Scheffler just kind of run away with it on the weekend. But the Rory surge on Sunday was, was awesome to watch. So uh, it, was a, it was another great tournament, another good reminder of why Augusta is Augusta and uh, just a, a, a really, really fun week last week. So I know our friends in Augusta, and, and we even had some good friends of the pod that, that went on Sunday and other days, I know. Um, so always a, a fun time and kind of the unofficial marker of spring, I guess you could say, here in the South. So, Amy, this weekend is Easter. We recorded this on Good Friday. So, uh, going to be a kind of a light show this week, quick show, and get out of here and let you folks get along with your Easter weekend. I know a lot of us, it's a busy weekend for those of you working in the church and in and around the churches. So, I know we all have a lot going. So, we'll jump into it this week. Whether you plan to serve in full time ministry or build a career in international marketplace, Texas Baptist College's Bachelor of Arts in Intercultural Studies will prepare you for effective kingdom ministry. This degree equips students with business and communication skills, as well as biblical and theological studies, preparing young believers for a lifetime of Christian ministry wherever God calls them. Let Texas Baptist College help you find your calling. Learn more about texasbaptist.com slash B-A-I-C-S. That's texasbaptist.com slash B-A-I-C-S. All right, Amy, we jump into the news this week. Some big news around the 2022 SBC annual meeting. Yeah, this was this was exciting. So this is an opportunity now, not just on you know your computer, but you can stream the SBC annual meeting on smart TVs or uh, just any other app-based platforms. So this is working with the Act Two network, and it's l- allowing different kinds of streaming devices: smartphone, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, whatever. Now I've streamed the SBC on my phone, but that's having to go through the browser and, you know, all this kind of stuff, sort, sort of a pain. Um, this is, this is an opportunity to actually go across lots of different platforms. Yeah. So you just open the Acts 2 app, you click on SBC annual meeting, which will, you know, during the annual meeting, will be at the top there and just click watch live and 
ta-da, you're going. So super simple, uh, free platform for you to sign up on. And they've got a lot of other stuff, including a lot of the old SBC stuff. Uh, our archives, we're moving it and getting it all in there. The archives, I think we had the archives from 2012 on. That's all being put into the Acts 2 platform with uh, the archives and everything. You can go in there and see some of those right now. A lot of the pastor's conference information and sessions are up from 2012 on to 2016 right now, working to get the rest of it in there. So it's just taking some time getting all the data migrated into the app. So thanks to John Graham for all the help over there at the Acts 2 Network, and we're really excited about that partnership and what's to come. We've got some more news coming out later next week, I think, about another show that they're going to be putting on during the annual meeting on the Acts 2 app and a, kind of a, a recap show for folks uh, maybe wanting to know what's going on across the country in the SBC, just like uh, you kind of do every week here on SBC this week. So if you're going to be anywhere but Anaheim or if you need to be in Anaheim and need to stream the annual meeting, you'll be able to do so on the Acts 2 app. Speaking of the annual meeting, Amy, Ed Litton has named the 2022 Committee on Committees. Yes. So uh, there's a little, little interaction today. Bob Smetana tweeted this and just put out the Southern Baptist Convention has a committee called the Committee on Committees. And uh, then you, you, you jumped in, you told him to be nice. And then I said, yeah, but he's right. We actually do have a Committee on Committees. It's the most fun one to talk about every year. Uh, but the announcement does show that we are in that season. So all these little announcements moving at annual meeting will be coming. Um, we already knew that Jeremy Freeman from uh, First Baptist Castle, Oklahoma, would be the chair. Uh, but now we have the entire uh, committee that has been named. So we will put this press article up and you can read that whole list. Did have a good overview of 68 members, 31% are non-white and 29% are female. Uh, churches of all sizes, the average is 396 in worship attendance each week. Uh, CP, uh, CP receipts average is 8%, so pretty good. And um, it looks like it looks like a great group. Lots of names that I didn't recognize, um, but a few that I did. And so they'll have a good time in Anaheim. Yeah. So like with any of these big lists, you and I probably know a few of these people, know of a few of these people and haven't heard of the rest. So, you know, it's uh, just right. kind of one of those things. If you've been around the SPC long enough, you start to know people across the country and they wind up on these lists. Uh, but at the same time, there's always new names, which is fantastic because that means more new people are engaging in the process. All right. Last week on the show, we discussed a few of the trustee meetings from the seminaries. Got another one this week from New Orleans. Yeah. So New Orleans, their trustee meeting. And listen, I I'll share the details in a few minutes, but really, I mean, it, it doesn't matter all these things that they put out. There was one thing that I found to be most important at the New Orleans trustee meeting. The crawfish and that's boil. all those folks saw of the big crawfish boil. And I thought that's the trustee meeting that I'll need to go to. So, yes. you know, get me on that board. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but no, they did do some other things. They approved a $24.45 budget for the 2022-23 fiscal year. They also created Jim Henry Leadership Institute, uh, named after uh, Jim Henry, who's the pastor of First Baptist Church Orlando and former SBC president. This is a institute going to conduct research, consult with churches and Christian leaders, provide leadership resources, and host summits and conferences. 
Uh, they also voted to revise the MDiv and MA programs at New Orleans. Um, they have worked for a long time to assess them, figure out the best way uh, to prepare students. So they made those changes. And then they had some faculty elections, Greg Wilton, Thomas Doughty, and Jessica McMillan, um, who were elected to the faculty. So sounds like a really good, uh, sounds like a great thing. Had a few other uh, promotions, faculty tenure, things like that. Uh, but sounds like it was just a great week. Yeah. And capped off by a crawfish boil, which, man, that's just awesome, right there. Can't the the can't best that. was when the best was when like I saw uh, Stephanie Lyon, who's married to Larry yeah. Lyon, had I saw some Instagram pictures, and there was one that showed her and you know her and Larry and some others sitting around a table, and there's just crawfish everywhere. I mean, they're just all over uh, the the place, and so uh, it looked looked like looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, but I, I will say this: you folks uh, li- listen to New Orleans, do not take your cues from John Sampson and mail us crawfish. That that would not go well. No, no, it's not the same as a mug. That's true. No, no, no. That yet yeah, I don't want to open him a padded mailer filled with crawfish. That would be a bad day. All right. So a good trustee meeting down there at New Orleans, and now some more seminary news. Ken Hempill the seventh president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, has been appointed the Distinguished Fellow of the Hemphill Center for Church Revitalization and Senior Professor of Church Revitalization in the Roy J. Fish School of Evangelism and Missions. So uh, this center bears his name, and he is going to come back and lead the Hemphill Center. It began in 2019 and provides academic programs, resources, training, and equipping events, consulting services, and ministry opportunities to help meet the needs of pastors, church leaders, and the local church focused on revitalization. So congratulations to, uh, I'd say, good friend of the pot, Ken Hempel. He's been on here before and um, just one of our distinguished Southern Baptist leaders and uh, leading the Hempel Center over in Texas. Speaking of Texas, we have some news from the Texas Supreme Court. So there was a another release in a case against Paul Pressler. So the Texas Supreme Court basically opened the way for that case to move forward. Um, a Texas appellate court had ruled in February of last year that the case, which had been dismissed, could resume again. It had been dismissed uh, on statute of limitations expiring, but Rollins uh, appealed saying that because of post-traumatic stress disorder, that the statute of limitations should be modified. And the appellate court accepted that. So they said it could move forward. Well, then that was petitioned to the Supreme Court of Texas. Supreme Court denied that petition for review on April 1. And so um, that, uh, that, I mean, that's been, we've been waiting since last May to see what would happen. Uh, so the case has not been dismissed at this stage. It will continue forward. Yes. So we'll keep an eye on that, see if we have any more updates on that. There's an update story like you mentioned that you're reading from in Baptist Press this week that gives a little bit more of the detail there. On to Missouri, Amy, where they have uh, created a Plan B giving option for churches in the state uh, amid some criticism of the EC's choice of legal representation. The executive board in Missouri Baptist Convention developed two options for giving. And so this will be on the forms that they send. Plan A is traditional CP giving. That's where gifts are sent uh, to the, you send to Missouri and then, and then it's forwarded on to the executive committee of the Southern Baptist convention. 
where it's then dispersed according to the allocation plan. So that is the cooperative program. You, you know, churches send to the state, the state disperses according to what they have voted on to their ministries, and then a certain percentage to go on uh, to the SBC. Those go to the EC, and then it's dispersed according to the allocation plan that we approve every year at the annual meeting. Um, so that's plan A. Currently under that, the Missouri Baptist Convention retains 62% of their budget and sends the remaining 38% to the SBC Executive Committee for distribution. Um, then they're putting a plan B um, in now that allows churches to select which SBC entities would not receive their gifts. And so uh, there are some other states that have designations or restrictions, things like that. Um, Missouri, but this option will give a plan B and they can just list, we want to pull back from these or we want to only give to these things like that. Now, it's important to, to note that cooperative program by design, how it was set up almost 100 years ago is undesignated giving. That's, it was to kind of be in response to a societal giving method that had been in place for a long time. And then the 75 million campaign was about let's all work together and disperse. So this is a different way to give. It's establishing a designated giving path, um, which is different, you know, from the cooperative program. Um, But that plan A is, is there as well. Now this was linked, as you said, to an article that was critical of the SBC executive committee's hiring of Bradley legal. Some of those stories have been out uh, for, for a little while. And uh, that it seems like that may be part of what spurred this on, Um, but we'll just have to see John Nelson, the president of the Missouri Baptist convention said, this is only temporary as our new executive committee, you know, president Willie McLaurin and the executive committee addressed the issues We look forward to going back to where we just were, which is one option, fully supporting the cooperative program. That's what um, that was the issue that he was referring to. And so uh, it it will be interesting to see how this develops and, you know, if it if that is only temporary, if it stays, if the messengers in Missouri discuss this in the fall, uh, we'll for sure be watching it. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. Amy, uh, some news related to the SBC annual meeting. The WMU has kind of changed their plans this year. Instead of having their big two-day meeting, they're taking a bus trip around Southern California to see and experience ministry sites and missions opportunities in the area. Yes, this is kind of cool. It's a two-day excursion. It's going to be a rolling missions adventure. So they're going to do prayer walking. They're going to have a mission celebration on the campus of Gateway. Then they're going to go to different ministry points or church plants. They're going to go to Belmont Veterans Memorial Pier uh, for an opportunity to prayer walk. They're going to travel to Chinese Baptist Church of Orange County and then go to some different missions ventures. So this is kind of cool um, and a real, a real opportunity because, you know, for those of us who are, uh, who go to Anaheim, we're going to get to really see a lot of the work that's happening in California. And so the WMU folks have, have really set up something where people can see that and not just be in a room hearing about it or having people come to them. So I think it's a, this is a really cool opportunity um, that folks should sign up for if they can. Yeah. So you can find out more information about that at WMU.com slash Anaheim. And then finally, Amy, we have some news from Texas. We had a youth pastor arrested on some sexual abuse charges this week. 
yeah, these stories are always very difficult uh, as we always make sure that we call attention to them as we know them. But this was a Texas youth pastor in Mesquite, been arrested on three counts of sexual abuse related to a minor. The arrest was April 5th. Uh, he is being held on a $2.5 million bond. His name is Connor Jesse Penny. The allegation was sexual contact with a female under 17 on multiple occasions between 2015 and 2018. He was employed as the youth pastor at Inspiration Church, which is uh, it had been known as Mimosa Lane Baptist Church, had also worked for the Mesquite Independent School District and the city of Mesquite. Since that arrest, there have been allegations of other instances of abuse. So it sounds like this case is going to be a very difficult one. And so we will continue if the, if there are any more details in the case or, you know, trial, whatever, uh, obviously we'll continue to uh, let folks know. Um, But again, as always, when we say that we need to report, 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 what that means is we're going to hear reports and that is tough. uh, But it, that's what we got to keep doing. Yeah, so if you have any more information about that, you can contact the Mesquite Police at 972-285-6336. That's 972-285-6336. That's going to do it for our news this week and bring me to my favorite part of the week, this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. We're going to go to 1994 uh, when uh, it was that time of year, just like us talking about the meetings rolling up. We're going to talk about one of my favorite groups that – is uh, not really anymore. There is a Facebook group that's been sort of raised up from it, but the Southern Baptist Computer Users Association announced their meeting that would, yes, that as they were coming, they, they'd been around for a little bit, but their 94 meeting was coming. And I just wanted to say, I mean, think about this. This is 94. This is the year I graduated from high school. Um, So it it doesn't feel, I mean, this is in my lifetime. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so they were going to meet at First Baptist Church in Pine Castle, Florida, uh, because the meeting was going to be in Orlando. The title of the meeting or the theme was Pioneering Ways to Communicate in the Southern Baptist Convention. And the main topic to be addressed, electronic mail. So in 1994, the big, you know, keynote talk about email. Uh, and here we sit. And all we ever talk about with email is when will my inbox go down? Uh, but other things that they were going to talk about, information highways of the home mission board, client server environments, and church profile information systems. Uh, they also were going to be electing officers at the meeting. But I just, that just got me. I was like, the main, you know, the, the first topic listed is they're going to do a lecture on electronic mail. I would love to know what that would have been. Of course, in 94, I didn't have an email address. No, um, I did a computer at a computer in my room. All I would use, all I would use it for a desktop was to write papers and print them out. So it was like a typewriter with a screen, but uh, the internet wasn't wasn't in my house. Um, so anyway, this entire issue of Baptist press is very interesting. There was some speculation going on that Russell Dilday was going to run for SBC president. And they announced in this one that he would not also some coverage of an astronaut, some great, uh, great articles by Art Tolston about an astronaut, Dave Leistma and, uh, his kind of his faith. Um, and then there's a fascinating article on the country music church 
Church of Atlanta. So this entire issue is great. We'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, but the thing that I know most of all is we're talking about meetings coming up at the annual meeting. Well, there was one that was all about email and they were talking about it this week in SBC history. All right. Well, that's, that sounds fascinating. I bet that was a fascinating thing. I wonder if we can find a recap of that, like in a later issue or something. You know, I don't know. If, we'll have to see. If they're, writing a, if they're writing a preview, they should write a gamer. So yes. we'll, uh, we'll see. See if maybe we can find that. All right. So that brings us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is a survey put out by the executive committee president search team. So uh, our friends over at the executive committee who have uh, been selected to serve on this search team have a survey for Southern Baptist to fill out. So that is available over at uh, the link in the show notes. Uh, we'll put that in there. If you haven't filled that out, uh, please do that. That's helping them determine, you know, kind of what people are looking for, what people feel like the direction they need to go, as well as, you know, the direction that um, they, they feel called to. So uh, we'll take a look at those results, I'm sure, at some point, and um, they'll use that to help inform their search over at the executive committee to replace Ronnie Floyd, uh, the, the position that you mentioned earlier in the show that Willie McLaurin is filling right now in an interim basis. So that is the president search team survey from the executive committee. Amy, your resource of the week is? It's something we've already shared as a resource on here, but I wanted to bring it back up, especially right now, because I'm just now reading it. It's Terms of Service by Chris Martin. And uh, we, we talked about it on here when it first came out, but I'm actually reading it. It's great, especially if you've got kids who uh, you're thinking about social media for them. So social media is just crazy right now. And so if you don't have a copy of this, I highly recommend it's a great, uh, great resource on how it works and how it is not working and how it's uh, being, you know, how it's manipulating us and, and things like that. It's just good to have your head around you when you're involved in social media. And it's a fantastic resource. Well, terms of service. Yeah. I've got my copy too. And um, I know Chris is a, uh has done really well with that. And people, there's been a lot of uh, folks really interested in that book over the past couple of months since it's released just a couple of months ago. So uh, Chris Martin also served on the committee on nominations this year. So we should be getting the yep. nominations committee report here in the next month or so uh, that that's coming up. That's to be out by the first of May, I believe 45 days out. So that'd be around the first of May. So we'll keep an eye out for that information. So that should be coming later in April over the next couple of weeks. All right, Amy. Well, hey, it's going to be a busy week, I'm sure, with everybody with Easter going on and everything that comes with that. So I know a lot of our listeners uh, probably maybe traveling this week or got a lot going on at church. So probably one or the other. You probably don't have just a normal, you know, slow weekend, I'm guessing. So for all of you out there, uh, our prayers to you and your churches. And uh, uh, may Christ be glorified on Sunday as we worship the risen Savior this Easter. Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week.